Welcome to Around the IT Block Podcast, presented by HPE. I'm your host, the IT Oddfather, Calvin Zito. This is episode number 33, and I'm going to go back to my storage roots. Haven't talked storage in a little while. I've got Michael Matson joining me today. Michael, you've uh, been really focused on containers and storage for containers. Um, why don't you give people an introduction of what you do for HPE, and then we'll dive into what we're going to talk about today. Sure. Uh, thanks, Calvin. Yeah, my name is Michael Matson. I'm a tech marketing engineer with Hula Packet Enterprise, and I cover the container and some automation integrations that we have in the primary storage platforms. And uh, specifically today, we're going to talk about the HPE CSI driver for Kubernetes, which interfaces with the uh, HPE Electra, Nimble Storage, and Promera. And we saw each other at uh, Discover. You were working the Hack Shack. Tell people about the dev community that you're a part of. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Uh, the HP uh, developer community is like a collective across all the different business units within HP, where we uh, have a a mind share of developers. Just not just within HP, it's also among partners and customers who want to go a little bit deeper on the integrations that they can do with their uh, particular HP infrastructure, right? So from my perspective, I'm a storage guy, right? Uh, and uh, you can find on developerhp.com, you will be able to find uh, very technical blog posts. Uh, you will be able to find interactive HackShack uh, workshops on demand, as we call them, where you can deploy a little sandbox environment and play around with the HP CSI driver for Kubernetes in a very structured way and uh, in a very intuitive uh, kind of in a tutorial style mode. You will also find the uh, some of the SDKs that we have for our storage arrays, uh, such as Python SDKs, Golang SDKs, and uh, you will also find links to the REST API specifications uh, if you want to do something uh, on your own end, uh, interfacing directly with the arrays themselves. Uh, and other kind of ecosystem integrations, you will find references to the OpenStack Cinder driver. You will find our Prometheus exporters there and, and uh, things we do in the container ecosystem, such as uh, the HPE CSI driver for Kubernetes. Well, let's talk about that HPE CSI driver for Kubernetes. You had tweeted that there was a new version coming, and we'll get to what's new here in a minute. But why don't you start by describing where the driver fits into the, the stack of things that customers use in this Kubernetes environment? Primarily, it deploys directly onto Kubernetes, and uh, Kubernetes means a lot of things to a lot of people. We have our own HP Esmeral uh, enterprise runtime. That's where we uh, install the CSI driver, and it's, all, it's also used in the uh, HP GreenLake container as a service. You're basically consuming this uh, HP CSI driver without even knowing it if you're a HP GreenLake CAS customer. We also uh, interface with our partner platforms that could be SUSE Rancher, Google Anthos, Red Hat OpenShift, and VMware Tanzu. We also have a partnership with the Mirantis, uh, the Mirantis Kubernetes engine, that is the former Docker enterprise, right? That is usually the, the, the types of uh, different flavors of Kubernetes our customers are running. But the more important thing is the workloads that they care about, the stateful workloads. That's how they consume our storage services from the backend arrays and leverage all the different data management capabilities of the array. Because the HP CSI driver abstracts a lot of the functionality that we have on the arrays onto Kubernetes administrator roles, but also user roles, right? So the user can control a lot of the provisioning parameters, such as setting performance policies and 
performance characteristics and if they want to use the storage reduction capabilities and such, that's all controllable through the HB CSI interface, right? And and you don't need to have any knowledge about the underlying array while applying these different uh, volume characteristics when you're performing volume provisioning. Obviously, we have a broad portfolio. Why don't you talk a little bit about what products in the portfolio support the CSI driver and importantly, which ones don't? The CSI driver interfaces with uh, HB Electra, HB Nimble Storage and Primera. And we also, of course, support Nimble Storage and Electra DHCI, where you can deploy Kubernetes cluster on top of vSphere, and uh, you can interface uh, with the uh, underlying storage system through the vSphere CSI driver or the HP CSI driver. So we give the customers a lot of flexibility and choice in that department. And uh, for, for the folks who know HP for a long time, knows that we have a very large portfolio when it comes to like storage and data management in general, right? So the CSI driver does not cover the HP Esmeralda data fabric. We don't include XP support, MSA, Apollo for Lions and such, because we have separate CSI drivers for those solutions. And uh, in, in, in the situation where you're running either Apollo or ProLiant, you would typically partner uh, with uh, one of our SDS and HP Complete partners to deploy a complete software-defined solution on top of those uh, hardware platforms to get access to their CSI drivers and, and up to your Kubernetes clusters, essentially. That makes sense. You know, one thing, let's, and maybe this is a really fairly basic question, but I'm a simple guy and I, I like simple conversations. Um, what are, what are, the challenges that you see customers being faced with that what we're doing with HPE storage in general, and then obviously the CSI driver specifically, that is driving people to want to use what we're doing with um, our, our CSI driver with HPE storage. Sure. What, what we're seeing primarily is our, our very large customers, they have a very large HPE footprint and uh, they're under pressure to modernize and do business transformation projects that are related to containers. And we, we see that they want to leverage their existing investments. So we have very large install bases uh, with the Primera and Nimble and Electra today, where they simply get direction from management that uh, we need to start deploying uh, applications in a hybrid manner. We want to leverage some private cloud, some public cloud, and we want to use it with the means we have. So we, we are involved with in very large customers uh, environments where they they're asking us very tough questions and uh, we solve very complicated problems for them where they want to run cloud native workloads on a storage system that might not have been designed from that from the beginning. Right. And we have with, with the help of the CSI driver, we will be able to abstract their entire storage estate and they will be able to securely uh, compartmentalize those resources and, and divvy that up to uh, different Kubernetes clusters for different purposes. And they are now on their way with their business transformation projects to, to um, deliver applications faster than yesterday by leveraging uh, containers and Kubernetes in particular. So you kind of set the stage already talking about the integration points and the kind of the partners that we have um, that we can take advantage of with the CSI driver. And I had mentioned that the impetus for doing this is that there's a new driver. What is there some significant things in the new driver? And why don't you talk a little bit about what's new and what makes the, it worth talking about the driver now? 
Yeah, absolutely. So the HP CSI driver for Kubernetes version 2.2 that uh, just shipped, and the, the key highlights here is that we've uh, improved the automatic recovery for multi-rider workloads. That was highly, highly requested features among customers. And what that translates into is that the, um, the NFS server provisioner that we have built into the CSI driver allows the NF NFS servers to recover uh, if there would be a failure in the environment, right? So we're from seven minutes to under two minutes in, in the ideal situation there, right? And at the end of the day, that is a pretty significant improvement. Uh, we also added uh, volume expansion for encrypted volumes. That's another HP differentiated feature that we have in the driver is that we provide the host-based volume encryption. So you will get the end-to-end uh, volume encryption from the host all the way down to the data at rest. The, the keys are controlled by the end user deploying the workload on Kubernetes, right? And that significantly decreases the attack vectors on your particular data, right? So that means that you can replicate your data off the storage array safely to a destination uh, where you don't really know where what, what it's being stored on. Uh, and the keys to, to decrypt that data is, uh, is managed by the end user. Okay, so improved automatic recovery and end-to-end -end volume encryption. What else is there? Uh, we also have some major improvements to the host configuration and multipathing. So we can all, always now ensure that the customer is running uh, their storage um, in the latest uh, best practices and in, in, in a safe and secure manner, so to speak, right? If we, if we kind of go to look at what incremental features we've added is that uh, we now provide a, an interface to provide uh, advanced scheduling of the different CSI driver components. And this might seem like a very unnecessary implementation detail to, uh, to talk about, but it will support clusters that have non-uniform storage connectivity, right? So imagine that you have some fiber channel and some iSCSI and uh, and some of the, the, the different compute nodes that you're running in the cluster, only a few of them have a fiber channel connectivity. And, and this will now allow you to just use a standard Kubernetes construct to label nodes and, and only have the CSI driver running on those particular nodes that have that type of connectivity. Another asked for feature within this realm is that it also allows more secure deployments. So you can keep your user workloads and infrastructure components separately on Kubernetes. For the folks that are paying attention here is that the CSI driver deploys onto the Kubernetes cluster like any other workload, right? In this context, you will be able to run the CSI driver on nodes that are been designated in the cluster to run infrastructure software. And that way, uh, you can have very secure compartmentalization between uh, those two different realms, right? So user workloads runs on a set of compute nodes in the cluster and infrastructure soft software on another. Uh, we also have a few incremental ecosystem updates. Uh, we uh, introduced uh, support for Kubernetes 124, of course. Uh, we now uh, uh, have a certified solution for Red Hat OpenShift 4.10. Uh, that's a very popular deliverable, uh, and it's actually live right now. Uh, I can see it here in the uh, Red Hat ecosystem partner catalog. And we also added support for HP Esmeral Runtime Enterprise 5.4, uh, which is, uh, has been uh, asked for as well by many customers. You had mentioned to me there's some new technical documentations that I think some people might find helpful. Why don't you tell us about that? 
For partners, uh, you can just uh, go straight to the seismic briefcase for this content. Uh, but in the blog post that we posted is that we have a new technical white paper that describes how to containerize MongoDB with the HP persistent storage using the HP CSI driver, of course. Uh, we have two Lightboard videos that we recorded quite recently that describes how to manage multi-tenancy at scale uh, with HP Electra 6000 and Nimble Storage. And that uses a very important software feature that was introduced in Electra OS 6.0. We also have a very intricate way of lifting and transforming applications running in traditional infrastructure such as VMware vSphere or on bare metal and how we can lift and transform those applications using features of the HPE CSI driver for Kubernetes. So that is a bit of a mouthful, but uh, the Lightboard goes into great detail on how that uh, migration workflow uh, works. And we also wrote a blog post on the developer community with all the juicy details on that. Another asset I also want to highlight is the um, uh, data protection white paper we have with HP Nimble DHCI casting K10 by Veeam and scale of the ring that will give you a very comprehensive data management solution for day two operations uh, on Kubernetes. <laughs> well, that was definitely a lot of stuff coming in that driver. And just so people are clear where to find your blog post, where you're going to have links to all the things you mentioned, they can go to hp.com slash storage slash ATSB and look for the blog post that goes live on August 9th. What, what's the title of the blog post, Michael? The title of the blog post is Updates and Improvements to HP CSI Driver for Kubernetes. Okay, perfect. People can find it there. So the other question that I have in mind is, you know, leading into Discover, uh, you know, we had a lot of announcements. One of the announcements we had was around the HPE data fabric. I did some things around it. I did a chalk talk looking at it. I did a demo at Discover looking at data fabric. So where does data fabric fit versus uh when somebody wants to use HPE storage with a CSI driver. I mean, position that for me to the customer that's listening. It's like, now I don't know what, what to, which to do. Yeah, sure. The HP Esmeral data fabric is a very uh, large distributed file system that allows you to run very large data lakes with incredible high performance and, and parallelism, right? And that is more tailored to big data applications in the AI, ML, and DL space. And, uh, and 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 have very uh, tailored capabilities to support those types of workloads. Uh, if you look at our primary storage arrays, actually part of HP GreenLake CAS. So if you're uh, uh, running HP GreenLake VM as a service and uh, bolt on container as a service, you are consuming HP Electra uh, underneath. And for that purpose, you can kind of gauge that the HP CSI driver and the platform it supports is more uh, tailored towards general purpose workloads. So general pra practitioners of uh, Kubernetes that they want to run uh, a few stateful workloads, some, a few open source databases, some in-house software, and kind of use popular applications for that they run for infrastructure purposes, right? It could be Prometheus and Grafana. Uh, they might be running some MongoDB and some Jenkins, MariaDB, and Postgres and such. And for the folks who want to deploy cloud-native applications, applications in a sense that uh, how they were designed to run in the public cloud, right? So very similar to how you would uh, consume EBS volumes uh, in, in the context of uh, AWS EKS, 
similar, you will just consume uh, persistent volumes with the same type of access modes uh, on your private cloud with the HPC CSI driver for Kubernetes interfacing with your underlying storage platform. And it's not a very clear cut, right? Because some of these open source databases, uh, such as MongoDB, they can grow to the terabytes and have uh, very uh, high perfor performance uh, characteristics as well, right? But th there is a clear distinction there when we want to use the HPS model data fabric versus the primary storage portfolio. And uh, the importance here is that we have a very comprehensive portfolio of products that we can tailor to any workload that any customer or partner want to containerize. I think that is the kind of the, the gist of it. Well, I think that's a pretty clear explanation and you've covered a lot here. Well, again, want to remind people that, you know, if they want to learn more and get the uh, the light boards and white papers and technical briefs that you've got, uh, that they should go to your blog post at uh, hpe.com slash storage slash uh, ATSB, which stands for uh, around the storage block. So uh, storage slash ATSB. And I know you've got a, like another marketing website where people can find information about containers and storage. What's the, what's that website? Yeah, so it's called hbdev.io. And it's essentially like an umbrella documentation portal that contains all the documentation that we have, technical references about the implementation details of the CSI driver. And it's also uh, geared towards our technology partner ecosystems as well. So you will find all the details there on how to use the HPCSI driver with Esmeral or uh, with the OpenShift or, or SUSE Rancher and such, right? All those details uh, our customers and partners can find there. Great. Well, and if people want to go to a higher level, they can go to hpe.com slash storage slash containers. And if that's a starting point that you want to see more of the kind of the, the high level of what we're doing, that's a good place to start. And then uh, a lot more detail on the site that you gave us. Michael, this has been really great. Uh, sorry it's taken us so long to do it, but I think the timing's great with the new uh, release of the CSI driver. So uh, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Absolutely. Thank you, Calvin. Uh, anytime. You can subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, and many other podcast subscription services. We've also just got a new home on hpe.com. You can find the podcast on hpe.com slash dmn slash A-T-I-T-B. Love hearing from you on Twitter, where you can find me as Calvin Zito. You can find our blogs at community.hpe.com. Until next time, thanks for joining me.